welcome back to another podcast episode of Single Plus. My name is Daria White. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope you all are having a great week. We are almost at another weekend and it is about six days left before my birthday. (laughs) My birthday is August 31st. So I'm grateful for another year. What am I doing? I have no clue. There's been a lot of bad weather here. So I'm definitely looking to see uh, where it's safe to go because um, with us in rain, it doesn't do well because there's a lot of street flooding. So push come to shove, I will definitely watch some classic movies with some chocolate somewhere and I will have a ball. I don't have to do anything fancy. I'm just grateful to God. And I look forward to seeing what he does for the upcoming year and I um, I feel blessed. So thank you all so much for listening in on today's episode. This is going to be a continuation. I wrote a blog post for the Christian Singles Hub called Let the Lion Roar and I share that I've been watching a lot of lion documentaries. So that's still going you all. I can't tell you why I've been fascinated with lions, <laughs> but I have to be uh, mindful of the documentaries that I do watch because some are very graphic and I've had like, okay, <laughs> let's pause this one. The one I watched last night was pretty graphic and I'm like, oh man. So <laughs> though I like it, it, it can be gruesome. So if you like documentaries, you know, hey, I know for me, some may be a bit much, but there was something that I wanted to touch on as when it comes to the concept of men and women and how God designed both sexes to have unique gifts and talents. There's some things that the male has that God gave him and there's some things that the female has that God gave her. And while they're great on their own, they're a dynamic duo together. And we've talked about how I personally believe that the enemy is after the unity between men and women, especially when it comes to marriage. Now, you don't have to be married in order to work with someone of the opposite sex. You can have co-workers are of the opposite sex. Maybe they're in your church and y'all are working together for a particular ministry, whatever the case may be. But there's certain things that each gender has that brings something to the table to give glory to God. So the enemy comes in and he wants to cause division. He wants to cause confusion. He wants it to be to where we don't trust one another or we're isolated from one another thinking, you know, maybe I'm better off by myself or maybe you pull away from community altogether, regardless if it's of the opposite gender or you just don't do people, period. You know, I know that the enemy, he, he he's after that. And what I find fascinating about watching these lion documentaries is there were two cases with this one particular episode that I thought was very interesting that I wanted to touch on here. There was an, uh, a part on one of the episodes when it came to the male lions. They, I think there were two males, they were brothers. So they grew up together and once male lions become of age, their fathers kick them out because like, look, you're going to have to find your own pride. You can't mate with any of the lionesses here. This is my kingdom. Go find your own kingdom. Go bake your own pride. So these two brothers were out on their own and they were looking for food. And one of their favorite foods, one of their favorite preys I have found in these documentaries to hunt for lions is buffalo. Because with buffalo, they can eat for about a week. They will hunt something smaller, but it really doesn't go a long way, especially if it's a larger pride to feed. So they really want to go for the larger game. But these brothers went after this particular buffalo and they couldn't get him. 
Now, they have the weight for it, they have the claws for it, they have the teeth for it, but this one particular bull got away from them. And then, in another scene, there were lionesses who were going after a buffalo. And they had him, you know, one jumped on top of its back, the other one was, ne- was you know, trying to bite at its leg and everything. They have to stay clear of the horns because with the horns of a buffalo, you know, one wrong hit and a lion is gone, you know, so... But even with the lionesses, they couldn't quite get him. Now, one was able to. I did see an episode where one lioness, I don't know how she did it, but she was that skilled. She had she had the experience and she took down that buffalo with no problem. But it's rare. But in the scenes where the male and the females were working together, they conquered the buffalo every time. Because the male puts his full weight. And if you read the, uh, the blog post, then you know what I mean. The male jumps on top of the the buffalo to put his full weight on it. The males are larger in weight. The females are lighter in weight because they're the hunter so they can move faster. But he puts his full weight on the buffalo and then the female is able to go ahead and bite at the neck. And basically the buffalo suffocates. So them working together means that there's food for the entire pride. And that re- and that resonated with me because as we see God putting couples together, as you see marriages come together, the enemy attacks that unity, you all. He, 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 he doesn't want the husbands and wives on the same page. He wants there to be competition to where she feels like she has to one-up him or vice versa. Or he has the man thinking, I have to control her. You know, she can't have a say-so. She's underneath me. You know, submit. And the word submission gets taken out of context. And that's not the way that God intended for that word to be. The woman wasn't meant to be seen as lower than the man. God just sees the husband as her covering to protect her, to make sure that, hey, whatever the enemy is trying to do to get at us, he's going to get through me before he gets to the wife and before he gets to the children. So it was meant to be protection. And God holds the man responsible because God created the man first. There were some responsibilities that the woman wasn't meant to carry. Unfortunately, in our modern world, a lot of women carry more than what God intended. Now God gives them the grace to do that if they're raising children by themselves, if they're having to take care of themselves as independent women because they're not married as of yet. God will give the grace, I believe, to help women in that area. But that wasn't that wasn't the first thing I believe that I don't think it was God's intention I really don't I really think that we were meant to work together and even if you choose not to get married because you may say well what about those that don't want to be married again if you don't want to get married then that's your personal choice God may have called you to full singleness for the rest of your life but I don't know for the majority of listeners on here, you're listening because singleness, dating is something that you may want to change. You may find yourself asking why I am, why haven't I gotten married? You may be approaching a certain age bracket and you thought maybe I, I thought I would be married by now. Why hasn't this happened? I can't tell you for sure. But what I do know is that we can trust the character and the heart of God. And it wasn't his intention for genders to be at each other's throats. It wasn't his intention for men to feel like all women are like this or all women act like this or for the woman to say, well, all Christian guys are like this and all guys act like this. Or, you know how men are. And just these negative comments we can have about the opposite sex. 
And a lot of us have bad experiences with the opposite sex. Maybe you have gone through a bitter divorce. Maybe you have gone through a terrible breakup. Maybe you did go through a broken engagement that you thought, hey, this person and I were going to get married. But then the mask came off and I saw a completely different person. And now I don't even know who I'm looking at anymore. So I got to get away. I don't know. But this, all this mess, all this confusion, that's from the pit of hell, you all. That's from the pit of hell. It was never meant to be that way. It was That was never God's intention. So what do we do? How do we take back, you know, the authority with this thing? God has given us full authority through Jesus Christ. So how do we take that back? And I'm not saying we got to over-spiritualize everything. I'm not saying that. But what I do know is that, ladies, you can intercede for these men. If you've had bad experiences with men and you just feel like all men are the same and all men act like this, I am challenging you to pray for the men. I'm challenging you to stand in the gap for these men. Instead of saying there are no Christian guys out there, I told you this is a continuation of the podcast, but this is really resonating with me. So I hope it, so I hope it resonates with you as well. Instead of saying the negative, why not choose to speak the word over them? Why not encourage the men? Why not say something to support the men? Why not congratulate the men that are doing things well? Because not all men out there are out here to play you. Not all men out there are trying to dog you or trying to sleep with you on the first date or they're trying to make you think, hey, marriage is just a piece of paper. What's the point? There are men out there that are legit. They love God. They're serving God well, and they want to make impact in the kingdom. There are men out there. And if you're thinking, well, where are they? (laughs) Hey, I get that you want to meet them. I get you want to meet your husband. But let's pray for the men first to be in love with Jesus before he falls in love with you. Because if he's in love with Jesus first, you can guarantee that he's going to love you well. He's going to treat you well because Christ is his example. And he's learning from Christ as he spends time as he spends time in the word and as he spends time in prayer and in God's presence, he will that will be a reflection in how he treats you. And a lot of women, I think we forget that. We're, we're praying so hard for husbands that did you forget to pray for his salvation? It's like, did you forget to pray that he has a right relationship with the Lord? That matters. Ladies, it may sound sweet. Oh, I'm the center of his world and he loves me more than anything else on this planet. That may sound sweet in a book. That may sound sweet in a movie. But you don't want to be the center of a man's world. The center of his world should be Jesus Christ. Now, you can be an addition to his life. You can be an asset to his life. You can help him in his calling. But you don't want to be the center of his world. That is unhealthy. Okay, that is unhealthy. He needs to be able to stand on his own, knowing who he is in Christ. First and foremost, his identity comes from God, not from leaning and depending on you. Same thing to the men. If you feel like there are just no more Christian girls out here, all the women are gold diggers, all they care about is looking for daddy, someone to take care of them so they can be kept so they don't have to work, whatever it is, maybe going through your brain, maybe you've been hurt by a woman, maybe she played you, maybe it was a Delilah, (laughs) maybe it was a Delilah incident and maybe no, you didn't lose your hair, but maybe she broke your heart. She led you on. She made you think that she cared, but then she turned and left you for somebody else. Or maybe she said, well, you know, I will go out with you, but you know, you you don't have this and you don't have that. Or you're, I've seen that on Instagram. like, you're like, he's a 10, but you know, and just these unrealistic expectations that she puts on you. I'm sorry. If I, if I could apologize on behalf of all the women that have done that to you, if you've never heard an I'm sorry before from a woman, I'm sorry, but don't allow that to don't allow bitterness, don't allow resentment to come in because there are godly women out here 
that love Jesus. There are godly women out here that are living in their calling and they're living in their purpose. They're not looking for a come up because unfortunately, some women just love the idea of being married. I will say that some women don't care who they marry. They just want the ring. They want the dress. They want the big wedding day. They want to have all eyes on them. Some women don't care about the marriage. They only care about the event. And that's not a great attitude to have either because marriage is so much more than the vows you say at the marriage ceremony. This is a lifelong commitment. And a lot of us and a lot of women are caught up in the fantasy. We're caught up in the fantasy due to what we see in media, due to what culture tells us. And we're caught up in this warped fantasy of what romance is supposed to be. And she doesn't take into account that, wait, I have to be vulnerable. Wait, I have to be able to communicate effectively. I can't just shut down or be over. I mean, yes, I can share my emotions, but I can't be led by my feelings or I can't always have the last word. Like there is the reality of things that a lot of us don't take into account. So men, if you've dealt with that from a woman, I'm letting you know right now that all women are not like that. There are godly women out there. There are roots. You know, she's considerate. She puts others before herself. Yes, she knows who she is. She's she's not a woman of self-doubt and low self-esteem, but she's not selfish. She will regard others. She will serve. There are women out here who are Esthers. They'll intercede for someone else. They'll fast and pray. There are women out there who are Deborahs. They're warriors. They're, they're prophetess. They, they hear from God and they speak with truth. There are women out here who are Naomi's. They may have been through some things. They may have lost some things, but there's still life on the inside of them. There's still life on the inside of her. There are women out here who may be a Sarah and maybe she feels like I'm past a certain age. No one could love me, but she still has this belief. Oh, you know what? Maybe God could do it. <laughs> I laughed. Me, Sarah laughed at the fact that she would have a child, but it still happened. After so many years of disappointment, it still happened. So yes, some women out here have been disappointed, but maybe still deep down, they still believe that God can do it. They haven't lost their faith completely as of yet. There are women out there who are like Mary, the mother of Jesus, who will take God's word just as he said it mary didn't question <laughs> all she asked was okay how is that going to work because i'm a virgin how? that's mary just asked for clarification she didn't ask a bunch of questions she didn't say wait a minute like okay you lost it like who are you again there are women out there who do take god and his word for what it is so if you've had and experienced the opposite i want you to know that don't let that stop you from your pursuit of finding a godly woman because he who finds a wife finds a good thing, obtains favor from the Lord. There's another level of favor that comes when you're blessed with a godly wife. I believe that God opened. I'm not saying that God can't open doors from a man who has just chosen singleness, but he still loves Jesus and he keeps him first. I believe God does favor him. But the favor looks different when there's a man and he has a godly wife and he's taking care of her. He's providing for her and the family. And I believe that God... God blesses him in a different way so that he's able to cover his wife. And even when they fall on hard, on hard times, God still makes a way for them because they're honoring him in their relationship. And I believe that God, and I still am praying for God to restore this area of relationships. But it starts here right now in singleness. If we choose to not be bitter, if we choose not to hold on to resentment and anger, but that we would still believe God for this area of our lives. And I know it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> it doesn't. 
it doesn't make a lot of sense we get confused it's like wait a minute like how did dating get so complicated how did meeting someone get so complicated or you know how do I know about this or how do I know about that or what is a red flag is this a yellow flag is, it, is, is this a pink flag is this a green flag I, there's so much confusion in this area of dating but God is not the author of confusion you'll know what's God based on your own relationship with him. So as you're in tune with Holy Spirit, with your own relationship, he'll show you what's him, what's not him, because it's not going to contradict his word. So if you're in something, if you're in a dating context, if you're in a relationship that doesn't reflect God's word, that's your confirmation. You don't have to ask somebody in a group. You don't have to ask your pastor. You don't have to ask your friends. You don't have to ask anybody. You know, something doesn't feel right. There's something unsettling in your spirit. Listen to that. Dig into that. And don't be afraid to let it go. Some of us are afraid to let it go because we're thinking, well, this is my last shot. Well, this is my last chance. You all, if we knew half of what God wanted to bless us with, we wouldn't hold on to things so tightly. But this, as I've said before, is a faith walk. And I'm walking it out too, not just in this area, but in other areas of my life. But I'm telling you that we can trust the heart and the character of God. When we start questioning his heart and his character, we have a problem. We have a problem. It's one thing to express. I've said this before in a past episode. It's one thing to express a complaint and be honest with God. God, I'm disappointed. God, that didn't work out like I thought. What happened? But when you change your entire conversation to now you're complaining and that's all you ever say, nothing good comes out of your mouth, that's a problem. And God help us and God help us repent because that's what delayed Israel from the promised land. The first generation who was supposed to go didn't go. Their children went. But even after their children went, because there was such a pattern of unbelief, each generation drew further and further and further away. And that's not what we, I I don't want to do that. And I pray you don't either. So I wanted to revisit this. Again, this is in the blog post on the Christian Singles Hub. I also shared it on My Single Plus on Instagram. I did a live about it. And if you're not following My Single Plus on Instagram, go ahead and follow. We have a live coming up. And we have a special podcast episode coming up on next week. So make sure that you are following to stay in tune for that. But I pray that this episode touched your heart and resonated with you in some way. And it's interesting how you can learn things from nature. But I think it's so beautiful how the male and the female lionesses, they work together. And he knows that without her, the legacy can't continue. She knows that without him, I don't have a covering. I don't have protection. And there was an episode where there was a female lion, uh, a female lioness that she she tried to do well on her own. She would hunt and it, I believe it was her and I think it was her sister. They were trying to survive on their own, but it wasn't until a new male came on the scene that they found a new king. So, yeah, you can stand on your own. Yes, but I do believe that there is power in unity. So whether you're married or not, I pray that we would take back that unity, that we would fight for unity, that we would fight for community. And that doesn't mean you have to be friends with everybody. But the ones that God puts in your life, let's cover them in prayer. Let's encourage them. Yes, speak the truth in love, but let's continue to show grace and compassion. Because the Bible says the world will know that we are his disciples based on our love for one another. 
So, Lord, I thank you for those that are listening right now. Father, I pray that you would heal any pain or hurt or resentment that has been a result of broken relationships, whether it was a broken marriage, whether, Lord, it was a broken engagement, a breakup unexpectedly. Maybe the couple was talking and then one person ghosted with no explanation, no closure, and it left the other confused and heartbroken and disappointed. I don't know, God, but I do know that the enemy is after this area of relationships. He wants to cause confusion. He wants to cause broken individuals. He wants broken cycles to continue. He does not want unity in the home, Lord. But, Father, I thank you that you are bringing kingdom partnerships together. I thank you that you are bringing kingdom marriages together. And, Father, I thank you that husbands and wives will keep you at the center of their relationships and holy spirit i don't know how you're going to do it but i believe and i'm praying for that the divorce rate will decrease substantially and that we would have stronger marriages and stronger marriages means stronger homes and stronger homes raise confident children and confident children means a strong generation to come and i thank you god that we as men and women that we are not allowing the enemy to plant roots of bitterness and plant roots of resentment in our hearts, Lord. But I pray, Lord, that we will bring those feelings to you, that we will bring those pains and hurts to you, that we will surrender those, Father, and allow you to come in and heal, allow you to come in, Father, and do what you do best. And I pray, God, that we will not allow that to make us question our identity or question our calling, Father. Just because one relationship didn't work out doesn't mean, Father, there's not one out there for us. And I don't know your timing, Lord. I don't know your timing. But, Father, I personally believe if this is a sincere desire for a spouse on the inside, for the listeners out here, I pray, Lord, that we would first and foremost seek you to where our will lines up with your will. First and foremost. I don't know why, Father, some get it, some get it later, some get it sooner. But, Father, I just pray that we would use this time to grow. We would use this time to maximize the calling that you've given us right now that may not require a spouse. And I pray, Lord, that we would still be open. Maybe there's someone around us that we never considered. Father, maybe it does require us putting ourselves out there, getting more involved in community outside of our normal circle. I don't know what it may mean, Father, but I pray we would seek your face in that because you will guide us, Father. We may not think it, we may not consider it, but Lord, you will guide us, Father, on where to go. You will guide us, Father, on where to be. If you can guide Father Abraham's servant to a well and he found Isaac's wife, I pray that we would be in, t- and he didn't even really, we don't even know, Father, if, if he really had a relationship with you. He just prayed on behalf of his master. He said, Lord, on behalf of my master Abraham, on behalf of my master and his son Isaac, Lord, guide me in this decision. You can guide us, Father, if we ask you. And I pray we would start asking you, forgive us for doing things on our own. Forgive us, Father, for stepping out of our bounds, thinking I have to do this. I have to make it happen. I got to do this here. I got to do this here. But Father, all we have to do is follow your voice. And sometimes, Father, you'll lead us in situations that are, are, not, that are not ideal. The Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness where he was tempted by the enemy. Father, some cases we will be led in areas that we may not like. But Father, it was in that wilderness season that he had communion with you. It was, that, it was in that wilderness season, God, that he was able to build himself even stronger so that when the enemy came, he spoke the word. And even when the enemy tried to twist the word, Jesus knew, wait a minute, no, that's not what it says. So Father, even in wilderness seasons, even if you lead us in those, I pray, Lord, that we won't be complainers like the Israelites were. 
I pray that we won't start questioning you and who you are, but that we would just believe, Father. And Father, for those of us that are struggling to believe, for those of us, Lord, that have been struggling to, to keep the faith in this area, Father, for some of us, Lord, who are just are so close to throwing in the towel and saying, maybe I'll just spend the rest of my life alone. Maybe this is just a lost cause. What's the point anyway? I pray, Lord, that we would not. I pray, Lord, that we would not. Bring comfort, bring peace, bring reassurance that you have us, Lord. You have our best interest at heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all so much for listening. Again, make sure you tune in for next week. We have a special episode coming up. Follow us on Instagram if you're not already so that you stay um, up to date with our live videos that we have. So thank you all so much. Stay safe. Have a great weekend. God bless. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.